get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are headed to the 110th Grey Cup. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside game day after dark. Your Winnipeg Blue Bombers did it, and maybe it didn't go down the way it was looking like it was going to go down in the early going, but they are going to a fourth straight Grey Cup in one week's time in Hamilton, and they will face the Montreal Alouettes, who shocked the CFL and shocked the Toronto Argonauts with a 38-17 victory. We'll talk about that, get an early look at the matchup of the 110th Grey Cup. And, well, of course, we've got video highlights. We, um, you know, I'll, I'll play uh, Zach Kolaris' interview from TSN uh, post-game tonight. Really great comments uh, from the Blue Bombers quarterback. And then, of course, remember this. You want to know what's going on at the Grey Cup? Keep it locked right here to Bonfire Sports. We will have daily content all through Grey Cup week. I will be there in person and pre-game, post-game, every game as we always do. Zach Schnitzer will join me. Uh, your uh, best friend, Chris Walby, will join me and so many others from across the league as this will be my eighth straight Grey Cup. And really looking forward to running into some old friends and getting their perspective on Bombers and Alouettes and to see if the Blue Bombers can win three cups in four appearances in four straight seasons. Absolutely outstanding. Winnipeg winning the division back to back to back to back. It's only ever been done three times before. It was the Edmonton football team in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, often quarterbacked by Warren Moon. It was the Hamilton Tigers, uh, Tiger Cats in the 1960s, and the Regina Rough Riders way back in the 1920s and 1930s. Big uh, hat tip to Jamie Nye of the Green Zone um, uh, for that, uh, that stat. Uh, and Zach Kolaris, he will be the only quarterback to quarterback four straight Grey Cup games. Outstanding. Uh, Brady Oliveira, Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat. We're going to talk about all of those guys. Uh, tons of playmakers tonight. We'll have Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right, hand out our game balls as Zach Schnitzer will join me in just a couple minutes. And, well, of course, we are going to have our happy honker and, and all those fun things uh, that we do. But great to see you out there on Bonfire Sports. Bonfire Starters, you got it lit all season long, and it's one week to go. So keep that fire stoked. Keep in the comments. Keep liking the videos. Keep sharing them with your friends. Uh, you are what make Bonfire Sports happen. Uh, just pulling up the comments here, and uh, great to see everybody. Like, you know, hundreds already watching. Awesome. Uh, Dale and Bruce, uh, Phyllis and Corey. Great to see you guys. Um, Baby Yoda and Turk and Jay Miller, all those OGs. Tao Zen uh, joining us from uh, overseas and uh, parts unknown. Uh, Kim Sawchuk, great to see you. Uh, yeah, we're still waiting, but uh, worth the wait uh, as the Bombers uh, uh, capture a really 
uh, impressive victory at home, 24-13. We'll take a look at the stats, but uh, first things first, I really want to get to this. Uh, great comments from uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers quarterback, Zach Kolaris. And uh, yeah, here we go. I got it right here for you guys. Let's jump into it. Uh, talking to TSN's Claire Hanna. I'm just so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy for the guys. Brady was unbelievable all night. Well, I hope we can get that audio straightened out because uh, Zach Kolaris' comments uh, on TSN. I do apologize for that, guys. Uh, make sure we'll get that uh, straightened out. Uh, but how about we take a look at the stats? And really, you know, I, I've got some notes I want to get to uh, as well. As It was, first of all, absolutely lit inside the Madhouse on Matheson tonight. Um, and, you know, I, I think that crowd noise played a very, very significant role in Winnipeg's success. Uh, so uh, here, here's a look at uh, at some uh, of the stats. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr., 13 of 26 for 221 yards, one touchdown, three picks, including one to Evan Holm to seal the game. Uh, Vernon Adams threw for 413 and put together five touchdowns last week. Three on the ground, two in the air. Tonight, he just was not as effective. Uh, an important note, top Lions receiver Keon Hatcher got injured early in the game. So too did TJ Lee, their uh, boundary halfback. Um, really, if you know, who's TJ Lee? Well, he's Dietrich Nichols, essentially, for the BC Lions. He is that good and uh, was a CFL All-Star once again this year, uh, Winnipeg had 10 sacks of Vernon Adams. Meanwhile, Zach Kolaris didn't have to do too much. He was 14 to 21 passing. As you see there, 158 yards through the air, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he moved the football, uh, three second down conversions to Kenny Lawler, as you see right there, uh, and four more to Dembski, Oliveira, Olivia, uh, Brendan O'Leary, Orange, and Drew Wolitarski. But it was Brady Oliveira who, look, 100-yard rushing game, the West Division, MOP, rightfully so, no surprise. Um, there, there's a reason why uh, he's the MOP candidate, and I sure hope he captures uh, the league honors this Thursday night at the CFL Awards in Niagara Falls, Ontario because he is the most outstanding player in the CFL in 2023. The opening drive, 10 plays, nine times it went to Brady Oliveira on those 10 plays in the opening drive. And he had 70 yards. But he finished the game with 109. Where did Brady Oliveira go in the second half? Schnitzi and I will talk about that. But 10 or five runs of 10 plus yards for Brady Oliveira. If you can see uh, on your screen right there, unbelievable uh, the way he was. Kenny Lawler was also an absolute beast tonight. Six catches on eight targets for 83 yards. And I mentioned those three second down conversions. Unbelievable. Um, the way he uh, was able to kind of ensure the Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense did not, uh, fall off or go a little bit flat without Dalton shown in the lineup. Uh, Dembski was dang good. Uh, Rashid Bailey. I know he was making his presence felt on a lot of those runs. Uh, so, you know, uh, the Winnipeg blue bombers 
found a way to get it done. And sometimes you rely on your two-time reigning MOP quarterback. Other times you rely on your offensive line, your systems, uh, and potentially the MOP uh, this season in uh, Brady Oliveira. Let's bring in the man. Zach Schnitzer joining us on the program. How are you, how are you, Schnitzy? How was the game? Uh, I'm sure you're feeling good after a huge Bombers victory. Punch their ticket to the Grey Cup. Meh. Meh. Oh, Just me kidding. Not meh. That's you know, you remember last year we beat BC 28-20 in the West Final, and you asked me how I was doing, and I was like, meh. And then I and then I talked to you later. I was like, sorry, DB, like. Why was I so lackadaisical there? Like, we're, we're going to the Grey Cup. We're going again, baby. Yep. Four times in a row. It's crazy. Four the times crowd, in a row. Tell us about the crowd, because you were one of 33,000 plus that were there. I don't know yep. if it was a sellout. I didn't, I didn't catch that. But uh, there was a huge presence. The energy, the volume. Uh, and, and really the home field advantage that Winnipeg took advantage of um, because th- they're very, very hard to beat at IG yeah. field. The crowd was insane, buddy. It was insane. There was a guy who was like in the next section over 129 who was literally standing on his chair the entire game. <laughs> and he was he was just yelling and screaming and then he turned around and he was trying to get the crowd going like i the only thing that I, that i was disappointed in is like the crowd wasn't standing the whole time cuz i was so amped buddy that i just wanted to stand the whole game yeah but i couldn't do that cuz then the, the lady behind me was like excuse me can you sit down i was just like up there with my cowbell like going hey, nuts man. my wrist all bets are off when hurts. it's uh, when it's playoff football right yeah the mitts are up you know it was 33324 so it was a sellout yep. a fifth straight sellout outstanding yeah like just i i don't know if the west final last year sold out i don't remember but it was cold last year this this was like Beautiful this was out. pretty temperate so it was, it was, it wasn't that cold. You didn't have to put on 50 layers. Like, And if I can like, quash something out there, cause a lot of people are saying, well, the BC Lions were practicing indoors when they could have practiced outdoors and they were going to be a soft dome team and that sort of thing. The reason the BC Lions practiced indoors was so they could pump in crowd noise and be prepared for silent communication uh, because that would have, you know, obviously that was going to be an important part of this game, but it didn't matter. Zach, the blue bombers defense was dominant. Willie Jefferson, who we know led the league in knockdowns this season. He had a knockdown on BC's first drive. He had a knockdown on BC's second possession. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of bombers had picks, even more of them had sacks, 10 sacks tonight for the blue bombers defense, three interceptions. Um, even seeing Adam big Hill, uh, go down to injury, non-contact yeah. injury. We obviously hope for the best for one of the greatest to ever play in the CFL, Adam Big Hill, uh, and yeah. one of the greatest guys, period, on and off the field. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. But even when he was out and you saw Brian Cole step in and Malik Clements step in and, uh, you know, the importance of Kyrie Wilson, who the Bombers were without for a lot of last season, uh, how important he is in getting a pick tonight uh winnipeg's defense was ferocious on the front end the back end and in the middle 
Yeah, I, I got to just interject. My poppy fell off at the stadium. That's why I'm not wearing one. This, but I, I have a second one. I lost uh, one and I asked, you know what? I asked this nice lady who uh, was in her service uniform, her Canadian Forces service mm -hmm. uniform. And I'm like, do you know where I can get a poppy? And she said, oh, I got one for you. You know, come, come here. Oh, so I nice. went into this back room with her kind of near the press box and she took it off her other jacket. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, oh yeah, I got a pocket full of them. Okay. So she gives me her yeah. poppy and she's like, I want to get a picture. So I got her to come into the press box. She's like, you sure I can come in? Oh yeah, that's good. Stood her there. She's like, give me lots of the background. I took her picture. I'm like, have a great day. Thank you so much. And, and thank you, you know, for, for doing what you do. Yeah, and yeah, then absolutely. 15 minutes later, she's singing. Oh, Canada. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. It was that pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. cool so that, that's the only reason I got mine because I lost mine too. They're tricky. Yeah, they, they fall out, right? And my, my wife's uncle Lloyd, uh, may rest in peace. Or as we say, uh, Jews say, Oliver Sholem, you know, he, he flew a Lancaster bomber in World War II. Um, so, you know, I always think of him on Remembrance Day. He lived he lived well into his 90s. And um, Uncle Lloyd, he thinking of you wherever you are. But yeah, that uh, that crowd, buddy, was just incredible. Like cowbells, like I've never heard. My ears are still ringing. High five. You know, when you're a fan in the stands and, you know, things go well, you get a sack, you get an interception, you get a touchdown, big first down, like you high five your pals in, in your section. Like people were leaning over like six people down to high five me. It was just, and really? uh, yeah, Daryl Brandle and his wife Roxanne were there all the way from North Battleford, Saskatchewan. Like they flew here from Saskatoon. People drive in from Thunder Bay and Port Capel, Saskatchewan. Like it was just a special event. Very awesome, special event. Awesome. Huge And event, the Bombers so. delivered for them as they're, they're going back to the Grey Cup and they'll face the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, the Montreal Alouettes. What? Shocked. Shocked what? the Argos. Chad Kelly and the Argos offense marched the field on their first possession. And are like, here we go. Yeah. Here we exactly. go. They're going to do what they do. And Marc Antoine Ducroix, the Canadian and uh, all star safety uh, in uh, the CFL this season, East Division and the CFL, pick six to the house. The hair flowing. Uh, <laughs> really impressive. Nine takeaways, including uh, how many. Uh, interceptions did Chad Kelly throw? He he threw like four picks four. and four nine picks. total turnovers for the Argos. They won the turnover battle nine to one. The Bombers won the turnover battle tonight against the BC Lions four to zero. And now we'll see these two teams face off each other uh, against each other in the one hundred tenth Grey Cup. Montreal's defense is legit, and I think yeah. tonight was a perfect display, Zach of. What is a hard to accept reality for a lot of people? You can, you have to put every, you take everything off the table when it comes to playoff football, especially in the CFL. That's why it's so rare. The Bombers have won four straight division championships and going to four straight great cups and why Zach Kolaris is the first quarterback to ever, well, potentially do it. If he starts on Sunday, November 19th, um, you never know what's going to happen. And the Alouettes, they got a really good defense doesn't really matter what they did in the regular season. Sure. They beat up on the weak teams and they, they struggled against Winnipeg and Toronto and BC. Well, they got their one win away uh, from winning a gray cup and uh, they haven't been there in 12 years. Yeah. 2010. I think the last one they won, they beat Saskatchewan for the second year in a row. Right. Last time they were in a gray cup um, 13 years ago. And I, yeah, I was just shocked by Montreal and what they did, but 
you know, they, they don't beat themselves. They play solid fundamental football. They're not flashy on offense. You know, they, they, they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of a short passing game, high percentage stuff like, uh, Cody Fajardo was the most uh, accurate quarterback in the CFL, I believe. Uh, didn't have a ton of stats. I think he had 14 touchdowns and 12 picks. But they're efficient on offense. Their defense uh, lights it up. And and they just don't make big mistakes. Now, they, they also hadn't beaten BC Lions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, or Argos. They were 11-0 versus teams below them. But 0-5 or 6 against teams above them. And they, you know, they took it to Toronto. But for me, Darren, I felt like once Montreal made it to the Grey Cup today, I was like, this West Final is the Grey Cup in some ways. Montreal, I think, is very beatable, much more beatable than Toronto. I'm not saying we're going to beat them. It's a game. It's uh, Montreal's a good team. Their defense can take a game over, as you saw. Mm -hmm. But for me, BC is a better team than Montreal, and we beat them. And sure. I, I think the Grey Cup is ours to lose. I'm much Absolutely. more confident, at least Absolutely. early on, yeah. much more confident in our in our chances against Montreal than Toronto. I, th- I think Winnipeg has opened as five and a half point favorites, maybe six and a half. Already? I'm not quite sure. God, yeah. those degenerate gamblers. They're all, yeah, already. Right? Uh, as as SIA.com slash bonfire if you want to uh, put a sprinkle on it. Um, but uh, I just wanted to mention this. Jagger says, uh, only three straight division titles. They didn't win it in 2019. They did. They won the West final. That's yeah. the division championship. Just yeah. like you win a division title. It's, you know, you win the pennant in, in MLB when yeah, you go to the world series. Right. So uh, absolutely. The, the bombers are division champs and have been now four straight seasons. Can you imagine what we could be talking about today, Zach, if there wasn't a canceled season in 2020. Oh my God. I know, man. Right. Uh, they had all the momentum that season. They probably would have yep. made the great cup again. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I, I know my audio has been a little bit uh, screwed up today, but I did want to draw attention to a couple huge, huge plays, uh, in this game. Now, Winnipeg had a healthy 18 to three lead in the first half. And on the final play, Oh, a Hail Mary that bounces off the hands of Dominique Grimes and lands in Johnny on the Spot's arms. It was Justin McInnes. Here's the Hail Mary that brought BC to within just eight points when they looked to be down and out early. Hail Mary with a trailer. McInnes is the trailer. The first two in Hollands and Dominic Grimes are looking to make the tip. They just want to keep the ball alive with all those defenders back there. And the trailer in McInnes, number 18, is waiting for the tip. And he reacts and somebody with Somebody maybe should have been wow. His long watching is 51. And if you miss, uh, like Glenn mentioned, could be trouble. that trailer that uh, Glenn Suter is talking looking about. Down the field. And I mean, it's hard to place any blame. Because that is just a, that's a, a, a pick em play. You know what I mean? Like, wh- what are you supposed to do? Oh, that that pick just crushed me inside, buddy. Because we, <laughs> 18 to 3, they, you know, BC had done nothing on offense. Brady Oliveira in that first half was just dominating. Just dominating the Lions. They, they had no business getting to 10 points. And he catches it on a tip drill and 
ah, it just sucked so bad. And then you're just, you're just sitting with that in your gut all halftime. I certainly wasn't listening to the band. I'll tell you that. That's, that's all I'm going to say about the band. They were a little, lots of people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lots of people in the live chat. We're approaching 500 comments already and we've, you know, wow. doing the show for about 20 minutes. Uh, great to see everybody in there. Uh, lots talking about Noel Thorpe and uh, the Montreal Alouettes defense. They really, really came on in the second half of the season. Uh, you know, Noel Thorpe is a very good DC uh, to yeah. the point of uh, David Ice, uh, who uh, commented there. Um, how about this? Snack Bites Pete. What's going on, Snack Bites? Snack uh, I picked bites. Montreal for the upset on my podcast. I have proof. Wow. Okay. Right. Well, I wonder if you're going to pick Montreal for a second straight upset no. when they face Winnipeg next Sunday. I'm kind of with Friesen. Can you wait a bit? Did I just say that? I'm with Ryan Friesen. Yeah. Montreal is good, but Winnipeg is better. You're right, Friesen. You're right. He's it. right, Friesen. And he's he's also saying here in one of his comments, Kolaris is the first QB in CFL history to make four straight Grey Cups. That's Even right. Warren Moon to didn't start do that. Is straight. that true? That is true. Bo Levi Mitchell had three. Warren Moon had three. Uh, but Zach Kolaris, yeah, he will uh he'll be the the first to I, start in four straight. But didn't Edmonton win five in a row? They did. Or was Warren Moon not part of all five? He was not part of all five. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, you can think about um, uh, the Kenny Plain uh, era, right? Where right. Winnipeg won four in, what five was it? Four in, four in five years, right? Losing yeah. to the Ticats in one of them. Kenny Plain did not start um, right. the first two, I think. I think Jim Van Pelt. There you go. AVP. Yeah. Yeah. If you if he played now, Jim Van Pelt would be JVP. Yeah. Not well, and, back and in the day. you know, speaking of quarterbacks, here's what's crazy because I'm just pulling up, uh, you know, some of the uh, some of the comments here about uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and about Chad Kelly and TSN and how they've really highlighted him. Um, the MOP voting between Brady Oliveira and Chad Kelly has already transpired. Our ballots were due last week. So and we were wondering about that on the car ride. Will this affect yeah, that? So uh, though that winner has been determined already. I'm sure there's probably like a group of three people that know who has won. Um, and the trophy engraver is one of them. So, hmm. um, I, you know, the playoffs should not go into the effect there, but uh, Chad Kelly had a forgettable game. One that, unfortunately for Chad Kelly and the Argos, nobody will forget. Um, it's it is pretty surprising. It's pretty surprising. But the reality is now Winnipeg, I think, needs to really focus on remaining focused. And they can't worry about their opponent. They need to just game plan for Montreal. I think Winnipeg's defense is going to perform better than Montreal's defense, even if Montreal's defense is a quote-unquote better defense, statistically, with takeaways and the rest. And the reason I say Winnipeg's defense will outperform Montreal's defense, or at least that's what I project in the 110th Grey Cup, is because Montreal's offense is a little bit less dynamic than a lot of other teams. And I think that starts with the offensive line. We know what Winnipeg did to BC's offensive line tonight, 
We know what Winnipeg's defense has done to offensive lines really across the league this season. Jackson Jeffcoat was a beast tonight. Mm-hmm. Mentioned Willie Jefferson. Um, you know, guys stepping up that, that maybe you you didn't expect to. Uh, and Malik Clements getting a sack and uh, Retta Cramdy. Man, that guy's Cramdy a bowler. Had, I can't wait yeah. to talk to him in Hamilton this week. Uh, I want to I want to know more about his story and share that all with you here uh, on Bonfire Sports. Um, but Winnipeg's defense, if they play a good game, they don't have to play a great game. If they play a good game next Sunday in Hamilton, I think they will be dominant against yeah. the Montreal Alouettes. Even if even if Jason Moss has Cody Fajardo playing good football right now. I, I think he I think Cajardo Cajardo. <laughs> Fajardo is playing good football, but that's pretty much his ceiling, right? Like he he's gonna throw at at best maybe a couple hundred yards, maybe run for a couple first downs. Um but he's not breaking the game wide open. William Stanback is not breaking the game wide open. I think he, he used to be a home run hitter, but I think he's not anymore. And so I agree with you. And I think tonight the story was Winnipeg's defense. They sacked Vernon Adams, ten, like you said, 10 times. I counted up nine, but but 10, I'll take 10. Yeah. Like, and it was guys racking up all, all across the, the bomber defense. Retta Cramdy, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat, Willie Jefferson, uh, Ricky Walker, I believe, had one. Uh, everyone was in on it. He he's a very elusive quarterback, and actually, he was he would escape the first two guys, but then Vernon Adams was getting punished by the third and fourth guys, and the Bombers did a great job of controlling the rush, not over. pursue the rusher the quarterback and then he can step up in the pocket um and and escape escape the clutches of the defense but i i just thought their their rushes were not only um timely but they were they were controlled so that vernon adams wasn't able to escape the pocket and either right run for, yeah or just run or just pass off uh, you know off a scramble drill Sorry for cutting you off there, uh, Schnitzi. Uh, Cramdy with a sack. Brian Cole, who stepped in and, and played a lot of middle linebacker when Adam Big Hill uh, went down in the game. Uh, Kyrie Wilson with a sack and an interception. Evan Holm with that pick that wrapped things up. Can you imagine the West Final ending on a pick six? It nearly did. Yeah. Clements with two sacks. Willie Jefferson with two sacks. Jackson Jeffcoat with two sacks. Deuces wild in the Blue Bombers defense tonight. Don't ask me why Zach Kolaris is in the defensive stats here. What is this? <laughs> He's got a fumble recovery. So oh, he right, is in the he... defensive stats. I, I do not That's understand weird. that. I do not understand that. But uh, I guess Zach Kolaris has a defensive play to his resume. Um tonight uh but here's the thing schnitzy this where is it here here we go this right here play of the game even worse for the lions here yeah. Went off. can't get it away that's gonna be scooped up by the winnipeg defense trying to push it down towards the end nick hallett got it done the canadian backup safety special teams ace and really kind of do-it-all utility tool 
with a block and he got there so clean as we'll watch this guy let this clip play through and it'll, it'll repeat itself he got there so clean schnitzy that he blocked it with his leg because his body was already there and here's the thing he scoops it and he's like oh there's nobody on me he's running and look at that there's like six bombers and if you watch the reason they had to the reason they replay um, video reviewed it i mean every scoring play is under review okay subject to review but it's right there you see his knee potentially going down and, and watching it live i thought it did go down there's nick hallett's knee right there and believe me that's the turf that's not a shadow well there is a shadow there but that's the turf it's going down and he's still short of the goal line and we'll see where they like he's down i don't think he's in they reviewed it now we do know that the review needs to be uh clear and evident for them to change a ruling on the field it was ruled a touchdown so it remained a touchdown and uh that gave winnipeg a 21 um uh is that right 21 to 3 lead no uh, 15, uh 15 to so. 3 15 yeah. to 3 lead um midway through um yeah about midway through the second quarter huge play nick i mean he's the one that not to bring up last year's great cup but he's the one who blocked the field goal isn't he in last year's great cup against toronto yeah yeah i think you're right yeah um just incredible and i thought they were reviewing it because they were wondering if we'd rough rough the kicker he he did block the kick uh as long as you block the kick, you can have subsequent contact with the kicker. You can't contact the kicker first and then block right. the kick. You got to get all ball. And he did get all ball. So, yeah, I couldn't see it. Like I thought, I thought maybe he had hit the kicker before the, the, the Hey Steve, uh, before he, he hit the kicker before he hit the ball. Cause he was in there so quickly, but yeah. yeah okay. So they were, they were just, they were just reviewing to see whether he actually got into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> OMG DB agreed with Friesen. Yeah, I did. And then T will, then, you know, you're wrong. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, we like having fun with, with, uh, Ryan Friesen. We love uh, Freezy. Yeah. Freezy. You know, Fre Friesen sent us a super chat. We appreciate you, Freezy. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, what, what, what do they say? We jab you cause we love you. Yeah. Speaking of that. super chat, I thought you were going to fork me though over those hundreds of dollars. And I, well, I had nothing. to pay for, I had to pay for my flights to, uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Thank good for the sake. Thank goodness for the super chat. I can't That's believe you brought that up, man. Cap. You know, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. Jeez. You say, you say that. Oh, I say I do. Yeah. You yeah. know, my, my municipal taxes are due or hydro bills due. Your like municipal a... taxes are due. They're due in June. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just seeing if you're paying attention. Oh, we're on yeah, the tips okay. program. We're okay. good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, I'm not letting you get away with that schnitzy. Uh, we're going to get into uh, Walby's warrior Westwood's wide to the right. The happy honker our game balls. Uh, what's the one I always forget. Bonfire burning point. Gosh, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's my channel. I can't remember the bonfire burning point. Yeah, um, seriously, dude. It's the one that has your name in it. Bonfire. Come on. Bon yeah. Well, not my name, but yeah, I hear you. We should call it the bomb fire, bomb fire burning. Point. Yeah. Everyone will remember that. <laughs> um well who was your wallby warrior tonight 
Hit the you live chat, everybody. I want to know who you who you got for Walby's Warrior. He only had one tackle, but my Walby's Warrior has got to be Adam Bighill. Oh yeah, there you go. I, I think you know, we should talk about Adam Bighill. It's this is a heart and soul guy. This is a Hall of Fame guy. Maybe even a Ring of Honor guy. And that might be it for Biggie. That might be it for Biggie as a Blue Bomber, as a player. So to for blow, those to that, blow his Achilles, I think, is what well, happened. That's speculation. I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but it looked like it. And he slammed his fist on the turf. He knew it was bad. So he, could he not did walk off. get up and he did uh, attempt to leave the field under that's his it. own power. And he yeah. was kind of just like walking on his heel. And the way he was walking, I'm kind of with you if I had to speculate. And I'm not going to be definitive in any way, shape, or form, okay? This is a pure, fluffy, inconsequential uh, guess by me. But if I had to, uh, I would say it's something uh, incredibly serious like that. And uh, I, I, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised if Adam Big Hill uh, is, is going to be able to play uh, in the gray cup. And, uh, you know, you mentioned heart and soul. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's better words to describe, uh, the young man, Adam Big Hill is the coach of this football team inside the locker room. He is the leader truly inside the locker room, um, heart and soul top to yeah. bottom, uh, till the end. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, Biggie to, to, you know, uh, rehab this and, and get back on the field next year. But uh, you just hate to see something like that, a non-contact injury. And it's such yeah. a huge game and a huge moment in his career and his team's, uh, you know, uh, situation um, for that to happen. You just hope for the best for him and his family. I do too. Yeah, and I don't want to speculate, but um, just the way the the way he went down, the the way he was gingerly walking off. Like, um, I like what Jagger's saying here. Like, incredible that he walked off under his own power. I he thought tried the same to, and thing. Then he, he tried to, yeah. and then he needed a bit of help. And I just think it's a it's a season ender, and it could be a career ender. And and that, I, I hope hate, not. I hope I that's even, not the way it ends. Yeah, I hope that's not the way it ends for Adam Big Hill, but. Just a just a true warrior. The way he trains, the way he um, maintains his body, um, he does everything he can. And it was, just, it was tragic to see that happen. Really sad. And and he's just he's a warrior. And if anybody, any 35, 30, I don't know how old he is, 34, 35. If any 34, 35 year old starting middle linebacker can rehab from an Achilles injury or some some catastrophic injury, it's Adam Big Hill. And he'll do it, but I don't know. Maybe he goes into coaching. I, I don't know. Uh, Bruce Martel saying win the cup for Biggie. Exactly. Win the cup for Biggie. Because yeah. he, he would win it for you if you were if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah. And Adam Big Hill will be there. He will be there. He will be with his teammates. He will be in the locker room and in the hotel and in the meetings and everything. Um, you know, I, I don't think um I don't think, uh, you know, he'll be, he'll be made, uh, available, um, you know, to speak. That's just not what the, the blue bombers do. Um, but if there was an exception for anybody, I think it may be Adam Big Hill. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, uh, who's your Walby's warrior, buddy. 
Well, you, you had a great choice there. Really great choice. Um, I will give my Walby's warrior tonight to, you know, I want to give it to a group of guys that nobody really talks about anymore, which is strange to me. And that's the blue bombers offensive line. Uh, when Kolonkowski's hand was, you know, buggered up, uh, Tui Ellie stepped in seamlessly. Uh, the way that, you know, they use Tui Ellie and Liam Dobson, <clears throat> excuse me, as, you know, in, in tight end sets and, and that sort of stuff. Um, that group is so dang good. The reason Brady Oliveira is the MOP is because of that O-line. The reason Zach Kolaris led the league in touchdown passes is because of that O-line. The reason Winnipeg's offense is as good as it is, is that O-line. They they did a great job tonight. That's my Walby warrior. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the O-line had a great game. I, I, I don't think Kolaris was sacked even once, was he? Maybe once. Uh, yeah, good question. I'll pull that up. Uh, do you have a uh, Westwood wide to the right tonight? Uh, a moment that maybe you, you didn't like or grinded your gears a bit? No, I hate to say it, but Col- I'm not Kolaris. Castillo doinking a field goal try off the off the iron from 34 yards out. We can't have that, Castillo. If this Grey Cup is a tight game, we can't we can't give up three points like that, Castillo. I know he missed a long one. I think it was in the high forties. It was a bit short and to the right, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no more doiking it from thirty four yards. That you know, anywhere from you know fifteen to to forty forty five yards should be automatic for Castillo. And uh, I don't think the wind took it or anything. I think it was just uh, he doinked it. Yeah, the miss from 46 was like a low driver, right? It, yeah. I, I don't think he got a good piece of it. Cold weather changes the the physical makeup of the football, the temperature of the air, both inside the ball and outside the ball. The, uh, you know, the effect the cold and moisture uh, in the cold can have on the surface of the football and uh, you know, whether it's soft or hard or brittle, uh, that sort of thing. So that 46 yarder did result in a single to make Winnipeg, um, give Winnipeg an eight, three lead. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the doink a little bit later was, was a tough one. Uh, somebody in the live chat mentioned, uh, yeah, John Elliott mentioned this, uh, earlier. I, I saved it for, for this moment. Any concern with Sergio Castillo? I'll, I'll say, I don't know. I'll say what do you think? I don't have any concern about Sergio Castillo. I have none. No. Uh, The last time Sergio Castillo played in a, in a gray cup in Hamilton. Right. He should have won MVP of that game. He should have won gray cup MVP. He was five for five in swirling wins. Yeah. It was incredible how good he was. Um, Sergio has a bad game and Winnipeg still wins by 11. It's a good game to have a quote unquote bad game. I think Sergio yeah. Castillo is going to be just fine. His kickoffs. So did you notice his kickoffs were really short? Might have was been that, by was design. that by design? Maybe I noticed they stopped using, uh, uh, Terry Williams and they started using lucky whitehead. Uh, I think they use somebody else as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, I want to congratulate, um, Caitlin Albel. 
for winning the tickets to the West final. She is oh, a nice. school teacher. Yeah. Middle school teacher. And she said, I could really, you know, uh, use a, a getaway. And I said, you got it. And she, uh, had tickets and, and took them and, uh, was presumably at the game today. Uh, but, uh, congratulations to Caitlin and, uh, great to have, um, all of you out there, uh, watching and listening and supporting. Uh, I sure hope we can do more, uh, more giveaways like that, but I think that's, uh, I think that's a you know four times now we've given away tickets to the bombers uh, here on the show, which is which is uh, pretty cool. So big thanks to Lucas at the CFL for hooking us Sweet. up with those uh, those two. Um, my Westwood wide to the right tonight. Oh, let's go with. Um, I I don't know if I got one. I think everything was great. I honestly well, think maybe, everything was great. What about the Hail Mary? The Hail Mary changed the, the completely changed the complexion it's fluky. of the game. It's fluky. I mean, sure. I, I guess I'm just very optimistic right now because uh, Winnipeg's going to the cup again. Bonfire Sports is going to be there. Uh, it was an entertaining game. I thought the weather cooperated so well. Um you know, we got an upset in the East. There's intrigue going into the Grey Cup. Yeah, everybody wanted uh, a rematch between the Bombers and the Argos and Andrew Harris and, uh, you know, uh, Chad Kelly versus uh, um, Brady Oliveira off the field at the awards and then on the field a couple nights later at the Grey Cup game and all of that. And one point uh, difference between uh, last year and this year, different kicker when a kick was blocked and another was missed in the Grey Cup last year. Um, all of that. I, I think, uh, you know, Cody Fajardo and, and Jason Moss and that Noel Thorpe defense with Tyrese Bevret and so many of those uh, incredible playmakers. Uh, um, there's Sean really, Lemon. Sean Lemon. Right. Man, comeback player of the year. I don't even know if we can call him comeback. I think it's just cool story of the year. Sean yeah. Lemon cut by the BC Lions so they could sign um, uh, Jonathan Kongbo. And then right? they trade Kongbo to Hamilton. He didn't do much there. And there was yeah, Sean Lemon. Kongbo in Hamilton. Yeah, nothing. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, just just reading some of the comments here. Uh, great to see everybody so engaged. I, I, Canucks God. There you go. Ten sacks. Craziness. How about this? Uh, Westwood wide to the right. I'll give it to BC's offensive system because Jordan Maximic. I mentioned on the pregame show, Schnitzi, if there was an award for coordinator of the year, I would have given it to Jordan Maximic because he did it last year with Nathan Rourke. He did it this year with Vernon Adams Jr. Did it with not much of a run game. Did it with kind of a, a not a very good um, offensive line, at least like there, there's some talent there. Don't get me wrong. Michael Couture and, uh, you know, Suk Chung uh, to, to name the ones that Bombers fans are familiar with. Like Michael Couture, heck of a football player. They've got some guys, but as a group, I don't think they they are amongst those best units in the league. And Jordan Maximic uh, has done some great things there, um, you know, uh, and, and turning Vernon Adams Jr. into the player he is today, or at least getting the most out of him. Uh, very impressive. But tonight, they weren't very good. And Winnipeg's defense and, and Richie Hall just dominated uh that defensive front uh, dominated with his defensive front. So that, I guess that's my Westwood wide to the right. You want to get into the bonfire burning point? Yeah, let's do the burning point, baby. Yeah. I what, like this. Wanna, Atlanta Turner. Get it started. 
Let's go DB and Superman Schnitz. Oh, you got a Superman new nickname. Schnitz. You got a new nickname. Thanks, Alana. I I appreciate it, that. If Superman was five foot six and three quarters, maybe he is. His name's Schnitz. <laughs> hey, I got my knee surgery. I could jump up and down and cheer now and do my stair climb with no problem whatsoever. No problem whatsoever. I am a Superman. I want to try this again. Because uh, it, it didn't work before, but um, oh, did I lose it? I think I might have lost it. Uh, I want to play this post-game interview with uh, Zach Kolaris and Claire Hanna before we get into our uh, bonfire burning point. So uh, here's the Bombers uh, quarterback following the victory tonight. You said how proud you are just to do this for the fans, but now you are heading to your fourth Grey Cup. What does that mean to this team? Just, uh, we got to win the last one. We got to win the last one. Montreal's a great football team. Uh, unbelievable defense. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a challenge. But uh, we'll enjoy this one tonight, man. I'm so proud of everybody. Defense was unbelievable all night. I think they only gave up three points minus the Hail Mary. Uh, special teams, Hallett with a return and uh the block in the return, man, I, I just can't say, I'm just so happy right now. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy for the guys. Brady was unbelievable all night. Offensive line was all night. This dude didn't practice one time. I even, he called me this word like, I'm going, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Zach, I know you're all about talking about everybody on this team, but you're going to probably be the first quarterback to ever start in four straight Grey Cups. Thinking ahead to that game, what does that mean to you? This team's awesome. Uh, this, this, uh, this province is awesome. The city's awesome, and we're just we're fired up. We're gonna celebrate. So there he is, uh, a very very elated and fired up quarterback of your West Division champion, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Zach Kolaris, uh, saying you know this city is awesome, this province is awesome, these fans are awesome. Uh, that that's pretty great. Uh, I love you know, it. And he was he was so genuinely excited for his teammates, Nick Hallett, Nick Dembski. You know, like. He, he didn't have much of it. He didn't have to do too much in this game. He didn't have much of a game. You know, he had a few good throws. But this this was a game about the defense and about running the ball. And, and I just love that he genuinely is so happy for his guys. This wasn't that Zach Kolaris had to, to beat a BC uh, game, you know, like he I just love it. I love the genuine love for each other that they have. And you see it right there. He's just so jacked. It's like yeah. a kid in a candy store. I wish I could pull up uh, Waka Waka's comment here. Uh, I won't, but I echo that sentiment. Winnipeg is a blanking, amazing place to live. Uh, it, it really is. Um, so the the bonfire burning point for me, I, I, I'm with waiters. I'll pull his comment up here. Um, the Hallett block changed... Uh, for me, it, it changed the the dynamic of the game. Winnipeg was in control at that point, but when Hallett did that and then scored, it was look out. It was look out. Um, so, you know, uh, th th that's my bonfire burning point. And, and before you give uh, uh, your bonfire burning point, how about this? Sasha. No way. Thank Sasha you. again. Thank you. Uh, I, I sent your uh, birthday drinks to, to Big Bluto. Chris Walby thanks you. Donation towards Bonfire Hats Project. Get on it, DB. Well, Sasha, gosh. You're going to no excuse. You're going to get a hat. 
you're going to get a hat. I'll get, I'll get them made up. The thing that's in the way of the, of the bonfire hats is I can get some made, but I can't ship them. And I don't have like the capacity as a, as a, you know, like covering the bombers and covering the jets and like to have a hundred hats delivered to my house and, and then, you know, ship them to everybody. So I'm trying to find a place online that kind of does it all for you. But I also don't want them to be crummy hats because I don't know about you, Schnitzi. I hate crappy hats. I want a hat that feels good to wear, that looks good, that's quality, and that's not overpriced. So uh, yeah. working on it, working on it. I believe in you. It'll happen one day. Thanks, Sasha. I may not have any hair left by that time, but it'll happen. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Your excuse is, oh, I'm working for the Jets. Oh, you know, I'm doing sea bears. Come on, Darren. You only have like five different jobs. Come on. Yeah, well, and as Bruce Martell mentions here, I'm the third and final owner for Ruby, the pup. Yeah. The bonfire Congratulations, pup. Mazel tov. Thank you. We like thank you. We, we thank you very much. Uh, she's a very happy girl. Very happy girl. I think I spent I, 45 minutes. Pictures. I spent 45 minutes this morning uh, and she was so good. She just sat on my lap and she let me comb and, and kind of scrape out and, and separate all the matted hair in her tail. I gave her a good brush when I first got her. I gave her another brush, uh, I think last night or the night before. Uh, but she had these kind of clumps in her tail and I got them all out and she was so good. She just sat there. She doesn't like the eardrops. She's got a little bit of an ear thing going on. Um, but, uh, you know, she, she's a, she's a good girl. So, uh, she'll be, uh, she'll be with, uh, nanny and papa. She'll be oh, with okay. nanny and papa for gray cup week. Uh, so, uh, Ruby will be in good hands and, uh, you know, if you guys are just joining, uh, and, uh, yeah, I missed you earlier bonfire sports, we're going to be at the gray cup. So keep it locked to the YouTube channel, YouTube shorts. You can find them on youtube.com slash bonfire sports. You find them on our page. We'll do feature shows. Snitzy. I know, uh, you start your new job this coming week, right? Yes, sir. Tuesday, gonna, baby. I'm going to congratulations. Uh, I am going to track you down and get you on the show. I'm going to get Walby on the show a couple times for sure. Uh, we're yeah. going to do pregame. We're going to do postgame. We're going to keep you sober on Grey Cup Sunday, Schnitzi. Even if it's a victory, we're going to say, take it easy on the Cristal. <laughs> and we'll get a game day after dark going, but I'm going to have stuff all week long and, and bring in our, our good friends, um, you know, Naylor and Lalji. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm going to, whoever I can track down uh, in Toronto, I got, uh, I got some, got, got a lot of connections across the I'm country. Excited. So look, looking forward to that. And like the Alouettes are playing the bombers. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's awesome. I think, it, I think it's a really great story. These teams have never met Darren in the great cup. In the 110 years of the Grey Cup, they've never met. That's right. That's right. They've never met. So, you know, we've never beaten the Argos in the Grey Cup, so I was happy we don't have to play them. But we also have never beaten the Alouettes in a Grey Cup because mm -hmm. we've never played them. It almost makes you want to... Almost makes you want to give it a... Happy Honker Award for a huge oh. upset in the East Division. And Ooh, to nice. your point, never met before... I think the Alouettes and the Bombers through the decades, like, look, when I was a kid growing up and the Alouettes like returned to the CFL and then I was, you know, a little bit older, a young adult and, you know, uh, having fun with my friends and going to Canada Inns, old Winnipeg Stadium and taking in games, something about the Alouettes, you know, 
I'd rather be a bomber than a blanking alouette, like that chant. Uh, that's my youth, man. Uh, to to see these two teams meet in a Grey Cup is going to be special. That's my happy honker tonight. Yeah, I love your happy honker. Excuse me? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Your beard's looking sharp too. Did you did you did you trim it down a little bit, DB? I went and saw our good friend at Saint uh, Scott, uh, famous Ramus, uh, who uh, takes very very good care of me. Uh, he uh, go go check them out. Uh, uh, you can find them Saint S A I N T on Waterfront. Uh, outstanding uh, crew there. Uh, go check them out. Um, we might be doing some things in the future together with Bonfire Sports, but uh, yeah, no, he, he's got me. Uh, I, I went in there and I said, hey, it's great cup in about a week. Uh, give me the wedding cut, you know, like I want to look good tomorrow haircut. Right. And he right. Did, did a good job for what I have left up right. here. It's 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 still there. It's just kind of. It's still there. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got it. You're like me. It's receding slowly. Yeah, eventually it'll be gone, but it's receding slowly. Give it a few I'll, years. I'll take the receded hairline with with wisdom and perspective over uh, a full head of hair and, and youthful naivete. Well, what, what did you think Darren, about Brady? All <laughs> What's that? Uh, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> what, what did you think about Brady Oliveira? 14 touches in the first half and then like less than 10 in the second. Why do you they think shut they him down, and I I, I want to give kudos to BC's front front seven because they shut him down in the second half, and I thought that you know they were stacking the box. I thought they'd be man on man coverage in, in the back end, and that the bombers could exploit that and start throwing the ball. But we didn't really get a whole lot going through the air either in the second half. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the The offense was pretty stagnant; couldn't even punch it in from the three yard line, which which kind of sucked. But um, I thought BC keyed in on him and, and made adjustments. And, and in the second half, they were able to, to stuff him. I thought Josh Woods played a really, I think he had 11 tackles and he's their backup. He, he, he's something. Well, he I wouldn't be a backup not, on a lot of teams though. That's the reality. He wouldn't be a backup. Wouldn't be a backup on a lot. No, of teams. no. I, I think he's going to, he'll either, I don't think BC's going to get rid of Ben Halatic. He had over a hundred tackles, but. No, and he's a Canadian uh, too, right? He's a Canadian. I, I don't know where Josh Woods ends up, but he's a, he's a special player. The way BC couldn't do a thing about this. That was a run. Back to Oliveira. Like he stopped at the five, the four, the three, he's not going anywhere. And then Pat Newfeld and Jamarcus Hardrick and Kulinkowski, they're just ramming dudes. Just absolutely hammering and driving and pushing 20 into the end zone. Uh, for Winnipeg's uh, first score on their first drive. Uh, that was Brady Oliveira's ninth touch. Winnipeg's 10th play. Uh, eight runs, one catch, Oliveira and then an incompletion to Kenny Lawler was that 10-play, 70-yard drive that went from Winnipeg's 40 all the way to the house. Unbelievable. Unbelievable uh, the way they were able to, to just be that, that dominant. 
at the point of attack early. But very strange yeah. how, you know, I, you know, to, to your point, I think BC did focus on that, but that's never stopped Winnipeg before. They've run it when other teams knew they were running it. I mean, when Winnipeg was at like the 50-yard line, when they had 50 yards to go, you could see BC's defense in kind of like, like if this is the line of scrimmage, they like they were in like a halo around the box. Yeah. Like everyone was just hanging around there because they're like, we got to play the run first. Um, yeah. Didn't matter. So I wonder if, if, you know, Brady was maybe feeling a little bit sore. He finished the game. He ran the, the ball right to the end. So, uh, you know, assuming he, he is okay. And I'm sure uh, everybody hopes so. How good is Dustin Nielsen, though, eh? Like, you, yeah, you're good. a play-by-play guy. You must appreciate good play-by-play. I know play-by-play like him. Like, he's uh, he's phenomenal. I love listening to him call games. Yeah. Do you got a, do you got a uh, happy honker? What? Happy honker? Well, I have a happy honker. One of our faithful listeners came through again. First, she made us these amazing tumblers, Darren. Yes. As, as I've shown Sandy. And uh, I have yours here because she gave it to me to give to you. She made us these custom-made bonfire midweek mouse pads. No way. <laughs> Unbelievable. Cool. Here, I'm going to pull you up like this. Look at that. Sandy Thompson comes through again. Thank sweet, you, Sandy. Sweet bonfire midweek uh, mouse pads. Uh, they'll come in what handy a... this week, especially if we do a little show or something. What uh, a she said, uh, she said, I don't, I didn't, I don't think you use a mouse pad, but I'll give you this mouse pad. I do use a mouse pad, Sandy. Me too. And uh, it, it just got replaced with this bonfire midweek mouse pad. So I'm going to give Darren his when I see him next. And, uh, just Thank super you. sweet of you, Sandy. And just uh, for yeah, you, Sandy, here it is. You're yes, the happy honker just for tonight. You, Sandy. you yeah. and Allison in section 125. I got a bit of a hug there and nice to see you guys. And uh, thank you so much, Sandy. That was super sweet. Super, super sweet. And, and you know, a lot of people showing the love tonight in a, in a giving mood. Uh, wow. Polly super chats us. Thank you. Polly <laughs> says DB buy Ruby some dog food and, uh, then toss me a hat once they're uh, to spec, LOL. Yeah, uh, I will do that, Polly. Thank you very much. The Manitoba Ball Hockey Association sends us a super chat as well. Thank you very much, Manitoba Ball very Hockey nice. Association. Uh, awesome. Awesome. I love the, super. the 99 cents uh, on top of the 13 bucks. That's great. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i going to buy a new car with all this money that Darren's going to have to send me. <laughs> Fork it over with interest, buddy. Right, yeah, I will. I will. Uh, you know, one of one of the plays that really stood out tonight, uh, in addition to the Nick Hallett block, was uh, I'm I'm just pulling it up here. It was the Kenny Lawler catch that was just incredible. Uh, did did you get a good look at it uh, on the on the jumbotron? I know it was on the far side of the field from from where your seats are on the uh, on the east side there. Yeah, it um, it looked like it, it, I mean he definitely caught the ball and had possession to the ground, but I thought he might have been out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But then the bombers were were watch his very left elbow. Caught. Oh man, okay, no, that's a catch. And then his left hand, it never moves in his left hand, like right. No, that's Two hands on it here, right here. If your left elbow smashes the ground like that, like look how high up in the air he is. Yeah. And the left elbow smashes the ground and it's like, 
No, it's not moving from my left hand. It's just glued. And, and the BC Lions defender's hand is in there. So not only does yep. his, his elbow smash there, look yep. at the guys trying to pull the like. Man, Kenny Lawler is a special player. He he really really is a special player. Uh, and and that's just not some DB. That's CFL All Star corner Gary Peters. Gary Peters, uh, yeah, doing that. So uh, really really impressive play there. Uh, Kenny Lawler made the absence of Dalton shown. Uh, I would say like not quite a non-factor, but it made it incredibly yeah. more digestible. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, he, he had, um, you know, he, he had the numbers to, to prove it tonight. Uh, Kenny Lawler had a, um, I think he had a game high. Sorry. I lost it here. Kenny Lawler had a game high, um, uh, 83 yards receiving. Yeah, he was, uh, he was special. And they kind he had of, a bomber. They... He had a bomber's high, eighty-three yards receiving. Justin McKinnis, because of that hail mary, oh uh, yeah, he finished with one hundred and ten. Oh okay, right. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought it was really important to get Kenny Lawler going because the run game wasn't going, and and you know if you're going to stack the box, you're going to have some one-on-one -on -one coverage. As I say again, I, I feel like I say that every. <laughs> it's like my thing: one-on-one -on -one coverage if you stack the box, but um. Yeah, they needed they needed one of the receivers to step up because they were they were shutting down the run there, and then you know something's going to be open downfield, and and you know he he either caught a bunch eighty three yards, but he also had that really important uh, pass interference call in the fourth quarter that set the bombers up deep in BC's uh, territory. So um, yeah, he he had a, himself a game and. Next week, he's going to have to come up big because uh, I think Sean's done. Like, I think there's no chance ah, he's coming back. But you don't know that. I don't know that. That's just what I think. It's just you what I think. That. I don't I don't know that. If I have one problem with Zach Schnitzer, it's that he uses the word done. I don't like that <laughs> word. Wasn't I right about Bo Levi Mitchell, my friend? No, no, you weren't. Come on. He's he's he is done. That's not what done means. Oh, by the way. I had Hamilton's quarterback, some of my fantasy teams. You brought me into like a legit preseason draft, entire team, defensive players, everything, CFL Fantasy League. What happened, Schnitzy? Oh, what happened? Oh, DB squeaked out a win. You know, I bring him in as a as a bring I bring him in as a ringer and he just kicks everybody's butt. Well, that's what a ringer does. That's what a ringer does. You're a ringer. Yeah, you, you know why like I won that league. You, you know, sure, Dalton Schoen, Tim White. I grabbed those with my first two picks. You guys are all grabbing your quarterbacks. Oh, taking this team, that team. Fine, I'll take Hamilton's quarterbacks, Taylor Powell. I think of you course very you much. took Hamilton. Um, well, I mean, I was like, it was between them and <laughs> Calgary, I think. Or of course you knows. took Hamilton. You love Hamilton. It was literally between Hamilton and Calgary. I took Hamilton. It was the right choice. Um, but the reason I won that league was Tyrese Beverett and Adarius Pickett. Who? Well, Pickett led the league in defensive plays. Tyrese Beverett, uh, we'll see him uh, at the Grey Cup uh, playing uh, strong side linebacker, or I think he's actually their weak side linebacker now uh, for the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, good players, man. I'm really yeah. looking like I, I can't wait to watch the Argos uh, Alouette's game again and uh, get a good look at that defense because to me, while Winnipeg, I expect Winnipeg's defense to beat Montreal's offense, 
if Montreal's defense can beat Winnipeg's offense, then I think it'll be a football game. But uh, the the reality is um, it's going to take something. It's going to take something to uh, to knock off uh, the Blue Bombers in the 110th Grey Cup. Well, and the Bombers, you know, they they had Alouette's number this year. On the road, they beat them by two scores, 17-13. And then I believe they beat them at home 47-17. to And that was mm-hmm. with a couple pick sixes by the Alouettes. Um, I think it was two pick sixes. One was Decois. By the way, how great is Decois? Like, how cool is it? Like, we think about Andrew Harris and Nick Dembski and and Brady Oliveira, like Oak Park boys, Winnipeg boys playing for the hometown team. What must it be like for, for Alouettes fans and Marc-Antoine Decois, like a Frank Capone uh, player who plays for the Alouettes? I think that's super cool. And he's got the flow. He's got the hair going. He's got I just like love the Canadians who make plays six. like that. Awesome. Yeah, he's Canadian. You know, he's Francophone, uh, French speaking. Uh, I love that. That's a super cool story. I'm sure TSN will pick up on that. I'm just getting a note here from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And while it's not open for fans, the media is invited for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I will I will rephrase for the West Division champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers departure from winnipeg on monday afternoon uh media availability with zach polaris brandon alexander and head coach mike o'shea will happen in hamilton around 6 30 p.m the jets play in winnipeg on tuesday night i'm flying to hamilton on wednesday 5 a.m oh yes That's why I'm already rubbing my eyes. If you guys caught that a few minutes ago, I'm taking the red eye to Hamilton on Wednesday to be there for like the first day of like real practices and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the head coaches will uh, have their annual coach pre gray cup coaches conference on Tuesday. Uh, Randy Ambrosi will give his state of the league on Tuesday. He will give his fan state of the league on Friday. Uh, Thursday is media day. So that's when they have, uh, each team has their media breakfast where it's kind of a free for all wide open uh, opportunity for us to kind of mingle amongst the players and the coaches uh, and then talk to everybody. Uh, practice will be every day. One of those practices will be closed to the public uh, and closed to the media, uh, but uh, media availability every day. Uh, I think the quarterbacks are not available on Friday. Saturday will be walkthrough uh, and then Sunday. We'll be uh, we'll be kickoff Green Day doing the halftime show, um, Carrie Underwood uh, and uh, a whole bunch of other really, really good musical acts. But uh, Carrie Underwood uh, headlining the Grey Cup Festival uh, musical lineup, which is is awesome. Uh, and then Bombers and Alouettes on, on Sunday night. Bonfire Sports will be there the whole time. I'm going to get be everywhere sizzling. for you guys. Everywhere. Sizzling. Sizzling. You'll be sizzling. Hey, oh, yeah. by the way, I'm seeing on the chat a bunch of people are saying this. Did you know that uh, Chad Kelly did not shake hands after the loss? I did see that in, in the chat. I I would like to learn more about that. Yeah. Like like shake hands with whom, though? Like does a, does a losing quarterback usually shake hands with someone? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, like- you... Well, you see it in the NFL, you see it in the CFL, the, the two coaches go meet each other at midfield and the other players, you know, 
shake hands with one another unless they're, you know, pulled by media to talk to TSN or whatever. But um, but yeah. do not all the players shake hands. Does the quarterback always shake hands? The quarterback is kind of the leader of the team in a lot of ways. Right. So I think, you know, yeah. Chad Kelly, maybe Chad Kelly may be disappearing. I can see why people maybe uh, think that is something I, I don't know. I don't have enough information. I don't yeah. have enough information. Either. I was curious about that. Did I fail um, to say Green Day at halftime? No, you said Green Day at halftime. Okay. Have the time of my life. <laughs> Very good, uh, DB. See, you're, see you're, you're, you're rounding into Grey Cup form already. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, when the Grey Cup is on Sunday, uh, November 19th. Kickoff is at 5 p.m. Central. So if it's at 5 p.m. Central, I'm thinking actual kickoff will be around 5.15, 5.20. The pregame uh, on TSN is going to happen way, way before that. You all out there are going to have the bonfire pregame, game day Winnipeg with yours truly and Chris Walby well before that. So you're going to watch that. You're going to listen to it on, on podcast. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Twitter. Uh, but YouTube is where you want to watch it. Hit that thumbs up, by the way. Thanks to everybody for uh, mentioning that in the live chat and for smashing, as they're saying, smash that like button. Uh, it means a lot. Appreciate that. Uh, but uh, and and post game too, we'll have. But uh, yeah, kickoff is is said for five central. Uh, that'll be six in Hamilton. Uh, probably about 15, 20 minutes after after that, they'll truly kick the ball off. Can't believe we're going to another great cup, buddy. I just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nightmares about BC winning a squeaker. Well, you know, coming and into the season, all that conversation about the Blue Bombers, well, they're getting older and, you know, Zach Kolaris, you know, he's one hit away and, you know, Brady Oliveira's unproven. He just squeaked into a thousand yard season in 2022, right? Just squeaked in there. Last play it was, whatever, you know, to get a thousand yards. Oh, well, you know, okay, they got Kenny Lawler. Oh, oh, but the whole line's getting old. How much does Stanley got? How much does Hardrick and Newfeld got? Can the young guys step in? Oh, Willie's getting old. Jefferson was hurt so much, right? Winston Rose and Brandon Alexander, Adam Big Hill. Can he, can he do what he, yeah, they can do all what, what they've always done. And, Again, uh, I'm giving a, ge- a game ball tonight to the offensive line. They were my Walby Warrior. They get they get the game ball uh, from me tonight too because uh, no way they're the they're the reason uh, Winnipeg won. I mean the defense for sure, but uh, they're they're the reason Winnipeg uh, put their foot down early uh, on the BC Lions and didn't look back. Yeah. Yeah, despite that uh, ridiculous Hail Mary, uh, this this game was never... I mean, it, that, at one point, we were only winning by five in the second half, 18 to 13. Um, the game was really never in doubt, though, in, in a way. Like, I was never really scared that, that, that they would lose, Darren, but um, certainly sitting up a little straighter in my chair or standing up a little taller. Um, just yeah. wondering... Um, yeah. Uh, who are you giving your game balls to, buddy? Game balls go to the D. 
for you, it's the offensive line. Me, it's the defense. Sacking Vernon Adams as uh, collectively nine or maybe ten sacks tonight is incredible for an elusive running quarterback like Vernon Adams to sack him that many times was incredible. It mm-hmm. means you have to be uh, disciplined in your rush, and I think that you know they like I said they didn't over pursue him. Uh, they didn't get overzealous. They were disciplined. They they stayed sharp. And they were able to wrap, wrap him up. Maybe not the first or second guy, but the third or fourth guy was able to wrap him up. Mm-hmm. Um, just incredible to get that many sacks against Vernon Adams. Like you yeah. saw what Vernon Adams did last week against Calgary. Rushed the ball a number of times, including for three scores. But it was and, Calgary. Yeah. I know it's Calgary. I know. But Calgary's got some players. They've got some players. They've got Cam yeah. Judge. They've got Mike Rose. They, they've got some players over there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought the defense, you know, the the the, the Evan Holm pick to seal it at the end. Uh, the, Demario Houston had a massive interception when BC was driving to make, to make it a closer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Pritchard saying game ball to Richie Hall. Um, the defensive game plan worked wonders. Hey, Joe from uh, from Wisconsin, how you doing? But hey, uh, Joe, good to see you, man. Yeah. Um, can I yeah, can I, I read this I, comment I, from? Hall. Yeah, and I gave Richie Hall the the game ball last game, right? Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg's yeah. defense, I think, is playing near that level of uh, 2021, where they were, you know, almost record setting. Uh, that was the team that. Didn't allow a touchdown in the fourth quarter all season yeah. until like the last game. Uh, Leslie, game, yeah. uh, Leslie comments uh, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Leslie? I wonder what game day in Hamilton will be like. I'm staying in Niagara Falls, but we'll probably be in Hamilton early in the day. Yeah, weather, uh, you know, Mike O'Shea, I famously wrote on the whiteboard uh, years ago. I think it was, uh, you know, it might have been the West final against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Remember where they had five giveaways in the first half? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. 2021. Yeah. Six um, in total. It said weather perfect. Wind doesn't matter. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's uh, great. I, men- I mentioned that on a, a radio hit in, in uh, uh, Regina this week with my good friend, uh, Daniela Potticelli. Uh, it was her last show uh, on um, uh, Harvard Radio out there. Um, What's, where yeah. is she going? Uh, she's looking at some other opportunities. Yeah, but she's okay. going to be at the Great Cup too, so uh, it'll be nice. good to, uh, to to catch up with her there, my old uh, college pal. Um, uh, wanted to uh, mention uh, a couple of the the comments uh, here. Uh, John Elliott said, uh, "Don't forget, Lawler didn't suit up until the fifth game. He actually didn't suit up until the eighth game. He missed seven games to start the Did season. He missed seven games. Yeah, crazy, right? Crazy. Wow. Um. Oh gosh, I lost it. Uh, do you remember last season when the Bombers lost the Grey Cup? And I asked you, Schnitzi, would you trade a three, a three-peat Grey Cup for winning four or five? What I did you remember say? that well, my friend. And what did and you I say? Said, I think I said I, I would. Mm. I think you did. You were right. Did you see yeah. this coming, DB, way back? Yeah. Is this my old friend Kelly Bishop? Sister Social on the 23rd? Whoa. Well, hey. 
Hit up Kelly if you want to uh, get that uh, that bomber's prize she's got. I'm pretty sure that's my old friend Kelly Bishop. What's going on, Kelly? Holy cow, I haven't seen you in forever. Um, How do we get tickets, Kelly? Well, yeah, I, I right? buy a ticket. <laughs> I love a good social, and I can cut it up on the dance floor, let me tell you. Oh, I bet you can. I bet you you I get really salami-shouldered every social. <laughs> Are you that guy? Yeah, I'm that guy. So here's Ryan Friesen, who is bringing it tonight. Way to go, Ryan. Uh, I remember last year bombing asked Schnitzi, would he trade a Grey Cup loss for four in five? Zach said, okay. yes, he would. And yeah. you're one Blue Bombers win away from uh, from getting what you asked for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they and they should. They should win it this year. They really should beat the, uh, the Alouettes. It it would be a pretty massive upset if they if they lost to the Alouettes, I would say. Yeah. Just just early days here in the we the Great Cup week, but uh yeah. Yeah. Uh I just got a text message from Ken Weeb of the Winnipeg Free Press. He, Ken Weeb of Kenny and Rennie, Sean Reynolds of Sportsnet, uh, are gonna do their Jets postgame show right away. Okay. And I think they're watching right now. So what's going on, guys? Uh for hey, everybody boys. out there, uh if you haven't or uh, if you're interested, Kenny and Rennie, uh, postgame show coming up uh, as the uh, Winnipeg Jets lost to the Dallas Stars tonight. Dilly Dilly, Brendan Dillon scored again. He's got four goals this season, uh, I, which I think is just a, a cool thing. Me and uh, Hammy, Jeff Hamilton, everyone calls him Hammer. I call him Hammy because that's what his OGs do. Um, uh, he, uh, him and I were having uh, some good laughs about Brendan Dillon and, and the season, uh, that he's having, but, uh, you know, the Bruce Martel really tied it up Hey, at did. the end with the empty net. Oh, they were close. They were close. Yeah. Uh. That is true. I mean, uh, I, I didn't see the game. I was really glued to the East final because, it was like, okay, when's Toronto going to turn it on? Yeah. Pickoff. Didn't happen. And then when Toronto scored their first touchdown, Lecter, their uh, Montreal's returner, I called him Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal eating Lecter. the hearts of the Argos. Uh, <laughs> With fava beans and a side of Chianti. <laughs> um, he has a kickoff return touchdown, untouched. He goes untouched, and Byron Archambault, uh, the former Canadian linebacker, now the special teams coordinator for the Montreal Alouettes, was just elated on the sideline. When you're beating a team that won 16 games, and they finally find the end zone to get to 10 points or whatever it was, and you're like, now nah, we're going to take this one back to the house. That just takes all the gas out of the yeah. tank. It takes all yeah. the air out of the tires. Um incredible play from Montreal to keep the, uh, uh, the uh, Toronto Argonauts down. I was so happy. The Argonauts lost, man. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't play a meaningful game since what? Mid September. I wonder if that's looking bad. I wonder if there's some egg on the face of Ryan Dinwiddie right now for not remember that he didn't start uh, Chad Kelly against the bombers in our, in our home game. Um, yeah, you got to wonder, is it that smart to keep a guy on the shelf for that long? I don't know, man. So the debate we were having in the press box uh, before the game, or at least the one question I kind of floated out there was, 
Okay, so the Argos wrapped up the East early and they had that final month of the season. Uh, like all their buys were done by week 11, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy in a 21-week season. Uh, so they used that last month of the season to rest guys and rotate in some backups and some reserve players, give your number twos valuable reps, ensure your depth is secure and, and um, you know, uh, safe and that sort of thing. Uh, what I see is like, I mentioned, uh, Ryan Dinwiddie and I really like Ryan Dinwiddie, not be, you know, not because he was a, you know, a CFL coach of the year, uh, last year or, um, or sorry, Winnipeg, uh, Michael Shea was last year. Yeah. Yeah. But Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie will probably win it this year. He'll win it this uh, year. He'll yeah. go up against Michael Shea. Um, but and I really like Ryan Dinwiddie. He's, you know, a great guy. I've, I've had a couple of really good conversations with him. Um, the reality is he is an inexperienced coach. And some people, you know, other media members are like, what do you mean he's inexperienced? He won a great cup last year. He's been a head coach for a, couple, a few years now. He's only been a head coach for a few years now. And managing the mind, managing the mentality, the collective mentality of a team takes a lot of experience and a lot of insight and knowledge that only comes with decades in pro football locker rooms, right? And on the football field. And Ryan Dinwiddie has a lot of experience, but he has not been the head coach, the decision maker for a very, very long time. And when you have to manage something like that, a month of, you know, Okay, we're going to rest this guy and we're going to rotate these guys in and this week versus next week and we'll change it up. Uh, I I think it was something that maybe bit the Argos a, a little bit because, um, you know, he he is, uh, it's a tough thing to do, to to, to manage that collective Absolutely. mentality well said. of your team. Yeah. Well said, buddy. You're totally right. Like how, how do you keep a team sharp? I don't think, I don't think... I don't think most media members had ever even seen a team clinch that early when they no. beat Montreal that, that, that third time in a row uh, in mid September. And yeah, how do you keep a team sharp? And still they managed to go 16 and two, but uh, yeah, Gwinnipeg Gordo saying no 16 and two team has ever won the cup. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's like that two goal lead in the, in, in the NHL, right? Like you never want to well, have it's that. It's like the Boston lead. Bruins last year breaking a record and then losing yeah, in the first round. Yeah. And then Tampa, I think when they won the prison trophy a few years ago, I could be wrong with this, but I believe they set some sort of record or like the biggest margin between winning the president's trophy and the next team. Um, right. And then they know, lost to Columbus in four straight or something. Yeah, right. Then the new England Patriots have an undefeated season and they yeah. lose in the, the super bowl, uh, to, uh, uh, David Tyree, uh, and the, oh, helmet, the catch. helmet catch. Yes. Yes. Of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just mean, it, it doesn't seem to matter. Um, doesn't seem to matter, uh, you know, how good you are in the regular season. It's what you do when it matters. And, yeah. uh, that's, that's the playoffs. I wonder if you lose a bit of an edge when you, when you are like the regular season champion, right? Uh, does it kind of go to your head? I don't know. I, I, people forget that the, the Argos and, and the Alouettes, <laughs> Like, yes, the Argos beat them. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a good one. <laughs> Chris Redwing, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're listening on podcast later, comments, comments of the night here. 
Riders, riders started to rest players in September as well. <laughs> well done, Red. Or well, but the, well done, Mr. Red Wing. The the <laughs> Argos beat the Alouettes all three times this year, but the game the game where the Argos clinched the East Division in September was a very close game. I I think it came down to a field goal or something like it was a, or a last minute drive by the Argos. I I think it was a really tight game. So mm-hmm. you know. Maybe it's not the most surprising, but I think it's pretty shocking the way that, that the Alouettes beat them. Like they just dominated them. Yeah. And it's like they were reading uh, Chad Kelly's mind and reading the playbook. I mean, they just hammered them. It was something uh, I've, I've rarely seen anything like it. Uh, just reading some of the comments tonight, I wanted to pull this up. Uh, just, just reminded me of it. Um, I sent out a tweet when the Alouettes were in pretty strong control of the East final and it was looking like they were going to beat the Argos, I tweeted, the 110th Grey Cup kicks off in roughly 90 minutes at IG Field. And Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, did I get ratioed? Not quite. Not quite. More likes uh, and, and retweets uh, combined, definitely, than, uh, than replies. Um, but you know, uh, some people, pardon the ad, uh, some people, uh, took me seriously. Uh, <laughs> now, Eddie Steele. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Maybe premature Mr. Bombing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, get, get some eyebrows, brain cramp. No, no, it wasn't a brain cramp. Seriously. No, no, not seriously. Um, yeah, there, there's some others that uh, contain uh, offensive content that I, I won't bring up there. But uh, I was just trying to have some fun, right? Because nobody expected the Montreal Alouettes to upset the Argos. Some people expected BC to, to knock off a, a five-point favorite um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West Final. Um but in the end, I think, you know, like you said earlier, Schnitzi, I think it's a salient point to kind of wrap the show with. Montreal is a much more beatable team, a more digestible opponent for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And while the Bombers themselves, in a football preparation standpoint, you know, their confidence comes from their preparation. They will treat Montreal like they exactly like they would have treated Toronto or BC or Calgary, or Ottawa, or Montreal, or Hamilton, or whoever. They're going to treat them the same way, and they're going to just do everything they can and go to work to capture a 12th Grey Cup for this Blue Bombers franchise. Am I wrong? Do they have 12? I think they'd be going for 13. They're going for 13. Yeah. A 13th Grey Cup. Yeah, that's right. 11 was uh was 2019, that first one. That's right. Yeah. It's uh it's going to be a fun week, DB. I look forward to seeing all the content on Bonfire Sports, the podcast, the the the, the YouTube shorts, uh you and Walby, maybe we'll do a hit. Uh and uh, yeah, and you connecting with all your media buddies, uh I bet you we'll see a little bit of Danny Austin, maybe some Farhan Lalji, Dave Naylor. All your boys, and and then maybe some ladies too. Maybe uh, Daniela Ponticelli. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, be Christina fun. Constable, good friend oh, of mine. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Been meaning to have her on the, the channel for a while now, but uh, this is the beautiful thing about Grey Cup. Uh, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Uh, most people will be there, but not everyone will be there. I know Danny Austin isn't able to go uh, exactly. out of Calgary, but uh, there will be a lot of other people there. So, you know, maybe maybe I'll even get Danny uh, on, on the line and uh, chat with him. But uh, yeah, we're going to have lots of fun content here uh, on the channel. So, um, you know, be sure to keep it locked. Uh, I'm going to podcast absolutely everything I can. So if you're a podcast listener, thank you. Leave a review. Appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, hit that thumbs up, like the video. Uh, you know, well over a hundred of you have already the thumbs down we got today. That's the second of the season. I have a feeling it's, uh, the jerk that was absolutely slandering people like a dummy. Uh, that I banned from uh, from the live chat tonight. I have a feeling that individual probably gave us the thumbs down, but uh, give us a thumbs up, uh, subscribe, comment. If you're watching afterwards, not watching live, uh, you can still comment. I read them all and I'll respond to you if you got questions. Um, and uh, I read the ones like, you know, a lot of people have stories they want to share about Chris Walby. Uh, I, I share those with Chris and, and he often reads them too. I know he's watching uh, the post game show here right now. He's just out of the live chat. He, he prefers to chat. Uh, in person, but, um, yeah, uh, YouTube shorts, it's not just going to be live streams. So, uh, check out the YouTube shorts and, and the video, uh, column, uh, on the bonfire sports YouTube page. It'll be on Facebook. I'll try to get some stuff up uh, on Instagram. It's, uh, you know, uh, we're going to hustle. We're going to hustle. We're going to try to do work almost as hard as the Winnipeg blue bombers will, uh, ahead of the 110th great cup. Darren, last, last thing for me, regardless of whether the bombers win, next week they've now made it to, to to four straight gray cups are they a dynasty just getting to four straight gray cups it's a question i'm ha i have on my mind and i see it in the chat as well yeah but you know what it's John about Elliot. winning it's about winning yeah and okay you know i could ask every player and coach on the blue bombers they don't care they just want to win they just want it, like, you know, Mike O'Shea said uh, over and over again this week, uh, and even after the game to, to Claire Hanna on TSN, uh, another, they've earned another week with their teammates. And uh, a win will make the week afterwards uh, a much, you know, will be a fun one. Uh, so that's what they're, that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to go do. Like uh, uh, Sniss says here, uh, watching live on YouTube, want to know this week. That's all it is. Go and want to know. Not SNES, not the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. SNES. No, not SNES, SNES. SNES. I have, I have a SNES, feeling that's... Best uh, video game system ever. Yeah. I think I, uh, think I know who SNES is. Developing. Do you? I think I know who SNES is. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Say that five times fast. Yeah. SNES. But uh, thank you, everybody out there. Uh, we would be nothing without you, the Firestarters. And uh, tell your friends... Uh, grab this link, send it, uh, you know, text it to your cousin, uh, send it to your friends, uh, let, let them know this is where, uh, they're going to get, uh, consistent, uh, quality blue bombers and great cup content, uh, all this week, uh, going into the 110th championship, uh, here in Canada. Final thoughts, Schnitzi? What do you got? I'm I'm just jacked, buddy. Four four straight great cups. We got a great cup coming up again for the Bobbers. I mean, my 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 heart is is pumping blue and gold blood mm -hmm. uh, all day and all night, as you know. 
Um, I read the forums. I rewatch the games. I listen to our shows again. I listen to you and Walby and, and uh, you know, all of the content. Uh, Eddie Tate does great stuff on BlueBombers.com. They used to call him Young Eddie. They young still Eddie sometimes Tate. call him Young Eddie, uh, which is which is awesome. But I'm just stoked beyond belief, and hopefully we can connect this week. And I look forward to seeing all your stuff, buddy. What a crowd, though. What a crowd tonight. Look at you. You're already, you're already getting your uh, thumbnails set up, eh? Well, this is this is from the CFL, but uh, that's oh, your it? 110th oh, okay. Grey Cup matchup. Zach Kolaris and your Winnipeg Blue Bombers against Cody Fajardo making his first Grey Cup appearance and the now, Montreal now, yeah. Alouettes. Now, yeah. I am a Bomber fan, so my final thought is, is going to be something to uh, throw shade at, at, at those in Ryder Nation, but... How much are they must be hurting seeing Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss, who were run out of town last year after they lost like the last six or seven games of their season, yeah, uh, and missed the playoffs. Um, and now they, do, you know, the writers do the same thing, but Fajardo uh, and Moss, who were run out of town, unceremoniously dumped by the team, they're now representing the East in the Grey Cup. How mm. great is that, Bomber fans? Just yeah. to know how badly your writer brethren are feeling right now. Yeah. Love well, it. Just Steve, love it. Steve Smith says, uh, just got home, still unthawing. Well, you're, you're going to feel pretty warm this week. Join us around the bonfire. Let's have a conversation. Yep. The bonfire hotline is open. You guys can text all week long. Standard rate supply. It's just like if you're texting your mama. It's the same thing. So whatever you pay to text her, you got a plan or whatever. It's the same thing. You can text the bonfire hotline. 816 tips. 816 tips. 204-816-8477. Day or night. Fire it up and uh, we'll get your thoughts and comments uh, here on the programs, the videos, uh, the podcast, all throughout Grey Cup week. Uh, I can't wait, Schnitzi. I can't wait, brother. Love it. Well, as I always say, people, whether you're a Super Chat fan or not, Sasha, I'm looking at you and all our Super Chat friends. But you don't have to be a Super Chat friend. You can just be a friend. Sayonara, everybody. We'll see you at Grey Cup. Whee!